Okay, Daf Kuf Chav Gimel Amid Last week we were discussing the Ritzvah. Um, as we discussed, it's quite a you say this thicker Ritzvah, there's still another couple of you say this you want to take out of it. Um, the Ritzvah learned Peshat in the, in the Asube Yenuka. The issue with Asube Yenuka is we had Rashi's Peshat, we've already discussed at some length uh, two weeks ago. And that was Rashi learned that Asubi Yanukal was replacing, putting the bones back in, in, uh, in position. Um, not Lepufi Yanukal, yes, Lepufi Yanukal, different Rashis, that was the whole, the whole discussion. But we, the way we understood Rashi is that there's no real steer as it happens, it's just different shitters, which was very, very key to leading into the Rabbeinu Khan. The main point being a game. Despite the, the Kasha they asked, that's a young Kufmem sign, that's Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon understands that Apik Devizan, the issue is Rafur. Whereas, <coughs> Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes, they understand it's an issue of Masak and Gabra, that's the issue, hence we have the, the discussion here. We then saw, I'm sort of skipping to the third, what I call the third shot, which we're not really concentrating on, it's just to bring out one, one Nakuda, and that is that once Rabbi Nechananel says that, no, the whole point here is that Asube means when the child is gagging or something like that, there's something which has fallen back in the throat, whether it's an epiglottis or some sort of bone, we're not exactly sure what it is. But this thing which falls back in the throat, and is obviously it's not, as we said, it can't be Pekoach Nefesh, despite what Shmuel Bosna, Zechotadik wanted to say, because he was trying to work out why, why should it then be Mutter coming on to Rav Sheshes, effectively. It can't be Pekoach Nefesh, or even a shadow of Pekoach Nefesh, because then there wouldn't be anything to discuss it. You don't need, and Rav Nachman definitely couldn't say it's also, that doesn't make any sense. Rather, obviously the child is in discomfort or something like that. So the midwife, whoever is, would stick her fingers into the mouth and put it back into position. So we liken that to the Gemara of Apiktivizim. Now before we come to the, the Peshat we're discussing, so the, there are those who learn in the Rabbi Nechanan, it's not a direct parallel, a direct comparison. It's just a parallel, I should say. Meaning to say, that what's the problem with Apiktivizim? The problem with Apiktivizim is, it's Rafur. So so too over here, the issue is Rafur. Right? Why we bring up Pictivism? We know there's an issue of Rafur. So we explain the Pshat is because again, we're not going with Rabbi Yechonon. They understood that putting your hand in to make the person vomit, even though it's in with a hand, there's no, there's no uh, medicine there, doesn't matter. It's forbidden. So, so too over here, even though in order to clear the passage, which is a Rafur, obviously, there's no medicine involved, therefore it would be the same it will be the same thing. I mean, it's interesting because obviously there could be a chilip between the two. And that is that presumably to clear the passage, it can't be done with medicine. Masha'ikin, now pick the reason, it can be done with medicine. We understand that from Rabbi Yechonon. And we know halachon amaita, that's the way we generally take on. Something which can be done with medicine, it can be achieved with medicine, you're not even allowed to perform the refuah in a manner which doesn't involve medicine. Things like deep massage and things like that which make the person perspire, that can be done with, with sort of medicinal herbs and things like that. You're not allowed to do it there, but you went even just with a exercise, things like that. But, okay, that, that seems to be, we're adding a little bit, but that seems to be the way the Rabbi Nechanan learned it. Um, they learned the Rabbi Nechanan. But the Peshat which we're really working on is the, the first taken Rabbi Nechanan, which is the way it definitely, it's, he presents it, just the Kitzah, and that's the way the Ritzvah understands it, the Chedosh Haran understands it, and the way the Tosh presents it, which is that it's a direct connection between the two. Meaning to say that when you put your fingers down to remove the blockage, to pull the bone back up, to pull the skin back up, what's going to happen is that it's going to make the child vomit. Mm-hmm. Just before we, uh, uh, stopping at that stage, right? So, 
Says Rav Nachman, well, you can't do that because you've got that Pictivism problem. So says, I think it was Rabbi Akapoda, he says, it can't be because I picked a visa. Rabbi Yechonon says, it's only with, it's only with medicine. So straight away we jump in and we say, that's not the problem because we've already shown in Rashi, the third shot, we're not going with Rabbi Yechonon. That's not a problem. I don't think at least. <coughs> so he says, but no one argues. Yeah, no one argues there. And Takana HaLachal, we pass in at Rabbi Yechonon. But that's not the way they're, they're holding it. Fine. But there's a different issue and that is, but hold on a second says the Tesorosh, but there's a major difference between the two. And that is that over there, the vomiting is a refuah. Here, the vomiting is not a refuah. Right? So what's one got to do with the other? The whole issue, fine, you go with Rabbi Yechon, you don't go with Rabbi Yechon, what? The point is, the reason why you can't do our Pictivizan on Shabbos is because it's refuah. But here, the refuah is the putting up of the, the blockage. So what's one got to do with the other? So we said, ah, now you know why the Chiddush Shehar it's for, and why the Chiddush Shehar run, and just one or two words, which is, dumb. When it vomits, it's not the vomit which bothers us, it's the blood. So we asked, but hold on a second, but then what's it got to do with our Pictivism then? And we're just going around in circles to so speak about blood. What's it got to do with the Sugar of our Pictivism? So we said, ah, Gavaldic, with all the Hakdomas we've got, we could well suggest. Do you know what? We've got a third Mahalik in our Pictivism now. We've seen Rashi's Mahalik, according to Ramnach and Ramsheshes, which is it, Tikkun Gavl. We've got Rabbi Yochanan, who learns it's Rafua, but only with medicines. We've seen in the, th- what I call the third shot, the other way of understanding Rabbi Nechananel, Taka it's Rafua, but even Biyat. Yeah? And now we're saying it's because it causes bleeding. That's talk of the way Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes, they understand the Issa of our Pictivism. It's not because of Rafur. Again, I'm not saying we Paskin like this. But that's the way Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes understand it. This is what we're suggesting. That's what they're for with those extra one or two words. Boom, he's answered it. The issue is because when you stick your fingers down to cause vomiting, like Rashi says, there's no Rafur on that. Even if it's clear- clearing the, the systems, so you can eat more. That's not Rafur. Rashi says it's taken Gabra. They say, no, it's not. That's not the issue. The issue is much more serious, actually. And that is that it causes bleeding. Ah, it causes bleeding. That's something else. So in which case, here as well, says Rafa, sorry, you can't put your fingers down because it's going to cause bleeding or maybe it will cause that, that. That will be the next one. But that's the beer. That's the, that's the explanation of what seems to be going on in this sugya. It's the bleeding. Fine. That's just, once we've got that, we're ready to start. Right? Now, actually it was that one, but one of these two, but no. <laughs> it's the same thing, it is the same thing. Um, fine. So, the issue then goes, then, then going into the Ritval, we said like this. So, Rav Nathman says, so what's the issue here? The issue is because in the majority of cases, in the majority of cases, it's going to cause bleeding, and therefore it's psychracial. These are the points we discussed last week. So he said, hold on, just pause there for a second. It's psychration. But it's definitely not psychration and a deiraisa. Even if the bleeding is a malacha deiraisa, which as I said, I don't know where the blood's coming from, so it's difficult to know. Not all bleeding is a malacha deiraisa. It depends on whether it's mechaber, whether it's uh, sort of it's within the flesh, or whether it's more just a sack of blood that you're opening up or something like that. Like, like with the sort of... But let's assume it's a deiraisa. Right? Let's assume it is coming from some other... Let's assume. But even then, 
Well, it's Malach Shena Tzricha Legufa. You don't need the blood. And I said Mekalka, Mekalka is not necessarily a good ride because Mekalka Bechabura is different. It's the one exception. Right? Whenever you cause bruising, it's Mekalka. By definition, you're high of that. So leave that out of it. But it's also, it is Misasik. Misasik. You're involved in doing something which is Be'etim is Muta. Clearing the, clearing the, uh, clearing the passage. And this is something which is, which happens on its own. That's Misasik. What else have you got? Misasik, um, we said possibly Kelachayav as well. If you want to make something, you know, to cause the blood, when you draw blood, depending on how you understand Kelachayav, but, uh, it seems it's, and it's growing stronger, this school of thought, is when, when we, when we discuss Kelachayav, it means we look at the Malacha, and we say, is that the normal way the Malacha is done? Not, is it for this particular action, is this the normal way? You know, we've discussed, for example, the Issa of Kosev, when you walk past a camel. So there is the argument that it's Kelachiyat. Now, why is Kelachiyat? Well, that's perfectly normal. How else are you going to get, uh, get, get the picture on the screen? You have to put something in front of it. Yeah, but that's not the normal way of doing a Kosev. Normally, you take a pen and, you know, you write on paper, you do the... So, so there are those who learn it's Kelachiyat. We've said there seems to be a rise of the Khan of the Khan, whether you judge it by the Malach or whether you judge it by that particular thing. But if you judge by the malacha, it's not the normal way to draw blood, just to stick your fingers down your throat. That's not the normal way. Normally you just pierce the skin or something like that. It's not the normal way to draw blood. Okay, we've got a few options why we can make it into Edra And nonetheless, he says, sorry, secretion. Now, if Jesus is not going to reject, seemingly does not reject it because of that. He's going to reject it on different grounds. So you see the secretion in Edra is awesome. Okay, no great surprise if we pass him like that. Not like the Tremassadeshan. But what's, what's even more interesting is, even though it's Psikresha in a Dirabona, it's Psikresha in a Dirabona and it's Lonichane, which definitely downgrades it to, to a Dirabona. Meaning, say, I don't want it to bleed. And even so, it's awesome. And that's something which is discussed. The only thing is, you could say, well, it depends on why you're saying it's a Dirabona. You see, if the Dirabona is Malachshin at Srikhalagufa, well, we know Malachshin at Srikhalagufa is often, is more, is more homo, is more stringent. But as I said, this is, I think it's definitely a Maramokan well worth remembering with regard to this issue of what type of psikresha, how far we extend it. We know the Mishnah is quite mafna on it. Psikresha, even in Durabolan, see Paskins is, is, uh, is also, and even, there are steers in the, when I say steers, there are different Mishnah and different Bialofas, somewhere he seems to be a little bit more meiko, especially when it comes to Malachshin and Srikhalagof, seemingly, he's in the Malachshin and Srikhalagof, it's more common, there are one or two instances, instances he seems to allow with special circumstances. But this is definitely a Maramokan well worth remembering. That was point one. Point number two, which is what we ended off with last week, is, hold on a second, he says, since it causes bleeding in the majority of cases, therefore it's psychoratia. What do you mean therefore it's psychoratia? That's a massive jump. We know that psychoratia, by definition, is something which is inevitable. You chop off the chicken's head and it will die. doesn't matter why you're doing it, it will die. That's psychoratia. You don't want it? Okay. But it will die. If there's any possibility, or even if you want to follow, there is a, there is a Me'iri which says, no, as long as it's Kemat Vadai. Right? Fine. But it, unless there's a real, um, unless there's a, a real possibility that it's not going to happen, that's secretion. As long as it's Kemat Vadai, at least, if, or if not Vadai, that's secretion. But anything less than that, it's not psikresha. Roiv is definitely not psikresha. So what does he mean? 
And there's, there's more than one Ritva who says, you know, where you find this, the Ritva who says it. There is, by the way, there is a Muslim called what's called Koroflipsic Ratio. It's close to Psic Ratio. That may be some sort of Isidra one, and there is, we actually had it not so long ago, but that was with the Sugya of opening the door when you've got the Nair behind it. Yeah? It was a Kofchaf on the base. And there was, there was a Tosis there, as explained by the Marashal, because Tosis refers to it as being Psic Ratio. Marashal said, well, What do you mean it's Psic Ratio? Psic Ratio? It's not Psic Ratio. The, the, the opening the door is going to put out the fire. It's not Psic Ratio. Otherwise, there, there wouldn't be any discussion in the Gemara. So the Marashal says that he means it's Korobipsic Ratio. And this is actually quoted by the Bi'alocha Lahadocha. Because the Shulchan Aruch, when it brings this, this Halacha, it says, um, it says, you know, if you've got a nair which is behind the door, you can't open the door in the normal fashion. Why? This is in Reishayin Zayin, because maybe the wind will put it out. So the Bi'alocha says, he says, because the Gemara says it's Psik Reisha. The Gemara says it's Psik Reisha. So, and therefore, it's also, so what do you mean? It's also because maybe the Ruach will put it out. So, he's, he says, but however, according to what the Marashal explains over there, it's not Psik Reisha Mamash, it's Korib Psik Reisha, oh, well then it's fine. Because the Lashon of the Gemara doesn't mean Mamash Psik Reisha, it means Korib Psik Reisha. So there is a, a concept of Korib Psik Reisha, maybe that's what the Ritzvah means, maybe, Right? Because he does say it's kepsikration. The only problem is that the Chidush Aran calls it psikration. So, yeah, we do have a possibility. Maybe he means korov le psikration. The question is, how korov is this? But maybe, maybe that's what he means. But what we also suggested last week is a more sort of um, analytical approach to psikration. And that is that we said that psikration, or not being psikration, is Peshat. I can do the same action from my perspective without getting too scientific about it or too detective-like. I do the same act. I could potentially do the same action ten times and eight out of the ten times it'll be fine. Or let's say, well, no, you know, uh, let's I'll drag a bench. I could do the same action, drag it uh, in exactly the same fashion. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, I could put it down to luck. Yeah, sometimes it will cause a group, sometimes not. That's not like a honor. I'm not interested in the group. That's not psikration. Psikration means every time I do that, it's obvious it's going to cause a group. Right? Now, what if I say to you, okay, this is what we said last week, if you raise the bench to a different angle, then yes, it's going to inevitably cause a group. If you do it at this angle, though, it'll be fine. Well, then the answer is obvious. If you do it with a raised angle, you can't do it. That's psikration. If you do it with a lower angle, that's fine. Okay. But what if I say to you, look, people move the bench from A to B. In the process, inevitably, they're having to change, move the angle because there's things in the way and things like that. Okay? And obviously, if you do it at a lower angle, it'll be fine. When you raise the angle, it's not fine. It's, it's inevitable it's going to happen. Now, you want to know at which angle? I couldn't tell you. I'm just telling you that Matthias is somewhere in, you know... So I say to you, well, look, in the majority of cases, does it cause a group? The answer is yes. That's psychration. Why? Because it's not a shot that I could do the same action ten times. And from my perspective, I can't see any... Obviously, there's always there's a cause for everything, yeah? But the vault is, you can't do the same action ten times and get the same result. You know that. Yeah? I I can give you a little bit more, take it a little bit further, a little bit deeper if you want, but... And that is, let me ask you the following question. To walk on the grass on Shabbos, or to run on the grass on Shabbos, 
Okay? It's a pedagogic persecution of the, 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 the Mishnah Bura takes on. The Ahrenim, a lot of them argue with him on this. He's cheshish for one shitter. I think it's a smug, in a sugi in Erebid, about running on grass on Shabbos. The, most of Rishonim do not learn like this. Most Rishonim learn it's perfectly fine to run on grass on Shabbos. I'll explain to you why. What is the definition of secretion? Meaning, so I'll explain to you what I mean. If I go from A to B, I'm going to run to Shul through the grass. Now, if you ask me, what's the chance of you getting from A to B, from here to Shul, without ripping out any grass, I'll tell you it's zero. It's going to rip out the grass. It's come up bad. Yeah? But I say to you, okay, but let's break it down each step. What's the chances that it's going to rip out the grass? 50-50, let's say. That's not secretion. Do I judge each step? In other words, the reason why you're saying it's zero chance is because using the laws of probability, every step, if you ask me before I start, so the probability of not ripping out a blade of grass are, not the Friday, you're right, you're going to take, it's infinitesimally, depending on how many steps you're going to take, but you're doing 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5, right? And then you're going to do one minus that, which basically end off with 100%. 100% chance you're going to rip out the grass, depending on which way you're looking at it, right? It becomes, the number becomes so small, right? But let me stop you after each step. I take step one. Ooh, I didn't rip out any grass. Next step. What's the problem? Does the probability change at the next step? Does it go up? Then I go, no, of course not. And let's say I've taken, let's say I was going to take a thousand steps. I've taken 999 steps and I didn't rip out the grass. So the last step, what's the probability it's going to rip out the grass? And people fall for this. I'll tell you 100%. It's got to be, right? And the answer is still 50%. Correct? So therefore, that's not, as I said, Mr. Brewer holds it is. He looks at, and it's, it's a big question, why? Because it's, it's a shitty chidah, and we're having to, and even then, it's, I think uh, there's what to discuss. But many disagree. That, that the, uh, def, definitely, I believe, Reb Chaim Noah definitely argues with it, and uh, there are definitely plenty who argue with it. La Loch. I think Shlomo Zalman, I don't think, agrees with it. La Loch. I mean, he sort of questions it. La Loch. It's very Shabbos Kilchosi, you'll find. Right? It, it's, it's, the passes because there is a smug, but it's, it's very interesting. Why? Because when it comes to secretion, I look at each, a- each action. Now the problem is, there's one very, very stark area that you do look at the whole thing. Right? I'll give you other practical examples, by the way. The stipler speaks about, he was asked about this. You know, especially on kids' shoes, they have on the bottom of the shoe, they have like the number, whatever it is, or the clocks will be like imprinted on the, on the bottom of the shoe. Correct? Now as you walk, over time it gets rubbed out. So do I have to say, well, on Shabbos, there's mochik. Well, it's a process. Each step is not psikresha, and that's definitely not my intention, right? Yeah, the initial shy that I had, by the way, on this was, well, the reason why I originally, originally declared this was, because things haven't changed in over 10 years, I always used to wear a scarf, right, in, in yeshiva, and I used to find that, I used to find hair on the scarf. I really, obviously, by moving my head and things like that, it was either from the beard, the back of my head, wherever it was, it was coming out. So I asked Rav I asked my Rosh Hashim, I said to him, is that a problem on Shabbos of secretion? I said, do you look at each action or do you look at the... Yeah, I remember he liked it. He liked the story. I don't remember him telling me which, which way to go. Right? But I remember he, he liked the story. He definitely liked the idea that, no, you look at each one. And in each one, I can't tell you that's definitely going to rip out the hair. I don't know how loose the hair is already. It's to do with how loose it is in the follicle. That's, that's what's happening. 
So, the problem is, there's one very stark araya to say that you do look at the whole thing. And that is, there's a case which talks about, it's brought l'halocha. Brought l'halocha, and this there doesn't seem to be any debate about it. And that is with regard to somebody who is, I think has got constipation or something like that, and they used to insert something in order to try and open up the, the orifice, etc. And it, the way they used to do it is they used to put it in, sort of uh, push it in and out. And the Gemara says, you can't do that on Shabbos. Why? Because it's going to rip out hair. Something like that. Why? Each action, each time is not secretion. It's just over the course, and it's clear that's what's going on over there. But the terrace is, and this is where, after working it all through, using a little bit of simple laws of, of, uh, of probability, it, it all became clear. I'll tell you why. Because Peshat is over there. Okay, I say to you like this. Do you remember the case of the grass? I said, I've taken 999 steps. Yeah? I take the last step. Has my probability changed that I'm going to rip out the grass? No. Each step remains the same. From my perspective, it's 50-50. That's not the case over there. As what I was learning with, I think, Colin Bergman many years ago, he's, he, I asked him this question, he said, yeah, it's like Russian roulette, no? Because every time, do you know what would be more dome to? I'll give you, I'll tell you what it's more dome to. Let's say you jump up and down on the same piece of, piece of uh, grass again and again. And let's assume every time you jump up and down, you're weakening the grass. I'm not saying you are, but right? But then about the probability is changing. At the beginning, it's 50-50, because I, I don't know how loose the grass is. But every time you jump up and down, chances are you're loosening it. So in which case it's going up 60-40, 65-35, 70-30, until there will come a time when it's going to be 100-0. I can't pinpoint when that time is. But keep doing it enough, I'm telling you, it will reach that point within the time span within Shabbos. Correct? So if you're just putting this thing in and out, again and again, then it's loosening, it's ripping at the hair, it's loosening it from its orifice, of, from its uh, follicle, of course it's going to come to 100%. I don't know when, it doesn't make a difference. Now, shake him in the grass, if I'm continuing on, every step is 50-50. Yeah, based on the laws of probability, it's highly unlikely that one of those won't be a factor there, which I don't know about, obviously, which will change, you know, will rip it out. That doesn't bother me. Right? So therefore, in the case, the Moshe, in the case of the scalp, according to that, it may be a problem. Because it's the continual action of going like this, it's weakening the hair. It's the same hair which is being weak. That's why combing one's hair on Shabbos is problematic. Because it's the continuous action, which is each time you're losing the hair. That, that's your do that's what happens. Certain hair entangled, you're ripping at it, it loosens it, and then more. So therefore, that's why that is problematic. When the case of the shoes, however, probably wouldn't be. Because yes, inevitably it will eventually come to a stage where it's just about visible and then it's gone. I mean, it's so slight, you'd, I don't know how you'd even pinpoint that time. But that's really the point. You can ever say, yeah, it'll eventually happen. Over the course of tens, hundreds of thousands of steps. Well, I can't tell you that's going to be on the shelves. The point is, however, with this person who's inserting and, and you know, putting this thing in and out of the, of the orifice, that is, in this course, which will be in Shabbos, in fact, it's going to be within the next one minute. There will come a time when the hair is loose enough, it'll be 100 to 0. That's what I need to know. Over the course of Shabbos, wearing the scarf, is that enough time that it will reach a stage of 100 to 0? Then it's psychration. If I ever say, no, it, it, it often takes more than 24 hours, but then I'm alright. Because I don't know if it's going to be over Shabbos, I'll reach that stage. Wearing the shoes, you'll never know when it's going to reach that stage. It'll take weeks, months. That's all right. And that was the suck of the stipend. Perfectly fine to wear those shoes. 
So you don't have to worry about your kids' shoes. It's fine. We're our kids, whatever it is, right? Or maybe even our own. I don't know what they're... No problem with that, right? The running on the grass, strictly speaking, as I said, it, people don't want... post obviously don't want to dis, you know, dis, just disregard the Nishnabura. But it's... You know, that, that's, that's the basis. So coming back to this, it's the same, it's the same sort of thing. That if, from my <coughs> perspective, I can do the same action again and again, I can't really tell you why. I mean, yes, with hindsight, I could probably work out the saw must be loose there, not that. But from my perspective, if it's the same action repeated, I don't mean on the same ground. If I was to do this action ten times, not on the same ground, in other words, if I could repeat it without affecting the results because it's continuous, I couldn't tell you why one time it's happening and one time it's not. That's not psikration. Masha'ikin over here, you're not doing the same action every time. The pshat is, when you raise it, it's happening 100%. Yeah? When you do it at a lower angle, it's not 100%. So then all I have to do is I look at the general action and I say to you, okay. In the majority of situations it happens, yes. Is that because it's the same action? No, it's not. The point is it's not the same action. Just like I said to you before, why is that psikration when you put, put in the thing in and out? The answer is because it's not the same action. It's not like the grass where you're doing the same action repeated. Each time it's 50, 50, 50, 50. It's not shot. Peshat is every time you're doing the action, putting it in and out, you're actually changing the, the percentage. So to over here, yeah, as I, raise the, as I raise the bench, I'm changing the percentage, the chance of it happening. So now what I want to know is, but what's the chance of me raising the bench enough that it will get to 100 versus zero? It's good enough if that's right. If in the majority of situations you will reach that stage of 100 versus zero, that's psychration. Now, if, we, if I'm right, if that you said is correct, well then, going back to my side of the, of the, uh, the things like the shoes, etc., I don't have to, it doesn't have to be that I'm 100% sure that it will reach the stage of 100 stroke zero on Shabbos. If in the majority of situations it rips out the hair, that's not because I'm doing the same action. Well, it just happens. Peshat is because in the majority of situations, in order to open the orifice enough, I have to do it enough in order, I have to do it enough, such that it reaches that stage, it's enough actions, which bring it to 100 stroke zero, that's forbidden. So too over here. If in the majority of situations, I would have to do the bench in such a way that it would reach that situation where it's 100 zero, it's not the same action. It's a change in the act. Do you understand what I'm trying? Then that would be psychration. Here as well, coming back to this, our example, this is much easier to understand. How far back, how easy is it going to be to pull this skin or whatever it is into position? It's obviously different with each, with each child. Sometimes you have to push, pull, you know, get, reach further in. Sometimes it's a little bit more difficult. I then have to angle it a little. The things can change. So I ask you, in the majority of situations, how often does it have to be done in such, does it, the whole process reach a stage where it will cause definite bleeding? The answer is majority. That's that will already be considered psychration. That's the suggestion. As I said, I don't know if halacha. I'm not saying halacha or ma'aseh. It's just a suggestion because otherwise it's a very very difficult kedusha ritva. I've seen those who ask it, but they just blab shit. They've got no answer how to explain this ritva. The only thing you could say, other than that, by the way, as I said, is you could just, you could just say he needs korim psikration, but kedusha runs sounds less like that. Fine. That's that point. Now. Here's the next point. What's Rav Sheshes' response? If you look at the Ritzvah now, right? Rav Sheshes, it's um, 2, 4, 6, 
Eight lines down in the Ritz book. <coughs> Anyone have them because I they were all given out last week. Oh, you got one there as well. No, 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 no. Here's his one. There you go. There you go. Okay. So he says, Virav Sheshes. You got that? It's the middle of the line. Virav Sheshes Dofi. It's eight lines down in the root four. Line begins with the word lay. It's four, it's four. Yeah, so Rav Sheshes. So Rav Sheshes Dochi, so Rav Sheshes is Doicha, he pushes away Rav Nachman and he says, Tashani Hocha is different over here to Urche Bahochi, because this is normal, Lahamit Etzem Gurin, in order to put that bone back in place. Ulamai Deme, I want, you tell me what you think this means. That which he vomits on its own, which according to what we're saying doesn't mean the vomiting, it's more the blood which is produced. Below miscabbing, without, that's not my intention, we don't have to worry about that. What does he mean by that? Does he mean to say that, well, my, my whole theory which we just worked on for a long time, basically, sorry, in which case then it's out the window anyway because we don't pass him that of Nachman. Is that what it means? Does he mean to say, I'm not worried about Korodipsikratia, if you understand that it's all just meant Korodipsikratia. It's good enough that it's... The question is always going to... But I must stress, by the way, Korodipsikratia must be more than just a majority. It's unlikely it's what it means. I'll tell you why. Because otherwise, well then, the whole concept of... when, when The whole wolf saying, Psikratia means, oh, it's got to be Kimata 100%, or 100%. Well, why? Korodipsikratia is good enough. It must be the Korodipsikratia is 95% or something like that. To start saying that... And he just says right. He doesn't say it's Kemat Vada. So I, I don't think it's likely he means that. I can't. I mean, maybe, that's what, maybe that is what he means. Maybe he's saying the bleeding is Kemat Vada. I don't know why he then says Roy situations. Okay. But if that is the case, maybe that's what Rav Sheshis is rejecting. Is that what he means? Or is it if my whole thesis which we built and Rav Sheshis is saying, nah, this, what's he saying something entirely different? Is he saying, here's the third possibility, that... I agree, but etzem, it is a case of psikratia. You've got an argument that says psikratia. It's counted as inevitable. Well, corridor psikratia. But nonetheless, I don't really care. Why? Because that's not my intention. But then, in which case, that begs the question, and when is that ever your intention of psikratia? Psikratia, by definition, means that's not my intention. Oh, so what does, what, what's he mean? Now you see, the problem is on this one, the Miyachosim Laran doesn't really say anything. The Miyachosim Laran is just below. It's where it says, can you see Hocha in bold? I mean, big writing, I should say, right? It's four lines down. All he says is, Hocha Urche Lahamid Atzmos Grona. Yeah, it's normal to put the bone back in place. And if he vomits, we couldn't really care less. Doesn't explain why. And that was where the Shevet Halevi came in. That's why I said last week. And he said, but why not? This maybe because it's pikuach nefesh. And I said, why? But the ritzvah says. I mean, we, okay, we have to understand what the ritzvah means. The answer is he doesn't quote the ritzvah. That's why I said last week. I mean, we're not, we're not cleverer than Rishmol Vosna. But Peshat is often these rishonim they weren't they, they weren't all printed. I mean, this was chedeches. Okay, it's possible he didn't have that one at the time or a hand or something like that, right? I don't think I can't believe because he's definitely not quoting the ritzvah. He's quoting the chedesh So how do you understand the chedesh the Is 
So let, let me ask you the following. Could he mean the, 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 the following? Because as I said, reading it, it doesn't sound to me like he means one of the first two possibilities. He's saying, nah, it's not psikresha. Because again, look at what he says. He says, the shani is different over here. The urche because it's normal. The hamidets and grano. Ulamite to make him off. He's not saying it's not definitely going to happen. He says that which happens on its own. But Omis Kavin, less lamechus. We don't have to worry about it. He's not saying because it's unlike, because it's not so likely or because it's not psikresha. He's not saying. He said we just don't have to worry about it. Like the chiddush leichvaslon, we don't care. What do you mean you don't care? Why not? Well, I'll say the same. I want the, the animal's head, and it'll kill it. I don't care. I've got enough chickens. What do you mean you don't care? We're not chayshish. Why not? The key probably seems to be in the words Ulamai to making me Yeah, yeah. Oh, but what's he mean by that? You're you're not cutting off the head of the chicken here. The chicken itself is is doing it. The hakor is is by the infant. It's involuntary. It's from the child. It's a reaction. So it's a, in other words, oh, okay. Bit the nervous system of the, of the maybe maybe system. in other words no. but you, you wouldn't be able to do it you know with intention so what, what, what's the difference All, this is just a suggestion because this you say I've heard post can want to say it and it's a very very important you say it right and the question but where does it actually come from where's the right I think we may have seen I'm, I have the back of my mind we may have you know, obviously we, whenever we come to these sort of things we've got to keep our eyes open and see if we can find the curious one way or the other and I mentioned it last week, is like this. Cameras on Shabbos are becoming more and more difficult to get round. Okay? Now, in an ideal world, in an ideal world, better to not have cameras to start with. You'd avoid the whole Shabbos. No one's arguing with that, right? In a less ideal world, so you'll have the camera and you just simply turn off the screen. Because then, pashtas, there's no real malacha going on. Because the fact that you've got a hard copy going on in you know, the caretaker's room, whatever it is, that you can then refer back to if there's any need, that's not really... Dime Vice is Kosher for Kosher on that, but most don't hold that's Kosher because it's just, it's just uh, electro... Uh, you, know, you know, coding, right? No, that's not Kosher. Nothing written there. There's no pictures. You can retrieve it. That's not Kosher. Right? So, but, because of security um, issues... So some places do that, by the way. Right? There are places that do that. They have the, the screens turned off for Shabbos. Um, other places will have the screens up. right? Because they say we need to actually be able to see for security reasons, which, again, is not an ideal thing, by the way, I must say, because even those who do allow it, they, they do recommend putting the screens away because it, I mean, it is a little bit of a result in the Shabbos. I mean, let's be honest, when you walk out and you can see what's going on in the street. But, again... If security is such that well you can't have people doing security outside because they're the first line of attack, right? Which is understandable. I always wondered about that, right? So then, well, if that's a necessity, obviously Pikuach Nefesh does take precedence. Fine. So we've come to a situation where that's become a necessity. The issue is then, but okay. So why is that not Kosei? Now again, we've discussed possibilities. There are ways to get around it, which is well, if there was a, a, a way that I could get in without coming up on screen. Then I could say that's not psikresha. Why? Because there's a way I can get it. It's not psikresha. I'm not in- interested in being on screen personally, for my personal, uh, right? I remember when I spoke about this in, in one place, somebody asked, I can't remember where he was from, whether it was Holland, wherever it was, he said security had become such, such, a, such an issue 
that they were not they would not be allowed by law, I think, to have a minion or something like that. The, the shuls weren't allowed to hold a, if they didn't have uh, cameras up or you know something to that effect. I can't remember exactly what the, it came out that you did want to be on camera. You did want to, I can't remember why. This person was arguing that, and the situation was such that, it, that there was, it becomes more and more problematic there. But I'm talking about still the situation where Baruch Hashem, we haven't come to that. When you're walking down Golden Screen Road, you're walking into this shul, so you're on camera. But I'm not, personally, I'm happy if there's an undesirable who comes up on camera. Well, yes, that's what we want. But for me personally, I'm not interested. So then, I've got, it's Dov Hashem is coming. I have this ratio. So yes, it would be ideal if there would be a very simple place for that, and that is set the screens on a time clock such that there's a minute here and a minute there, half a minute here, a half a minute there, where the screens go off. And therefore it becomes possible for me to be able to get into the shul. And the fact that I don't know, and it's highly unlikely that I'm going to be able to get into the shul, that doesn't really make a difference, because this is something we've spoken about. That's the Rambam, the Rabbi Nechananel, the of the, the Mekela Samishta, which we don't necessarily go with, but it definitely strengthens the possibility that doesn't become secretion. Fine. Another, another possibility, and this is maybe more negative to this, is, I know Rav Levi, um, from the head of the Mechon Technologia, in, in a, they're, they're a Mechon, which for years, for years, they've been uh, studying solutions, and you know, for, for, for modern day shiders, things like that. And they, re- they definitely recommend there should be a theoretical path through which I could get into the shul. In other words, the cameras are such that if I... But you never know, and it's not going to happen, because you won't be able to dodge all the cameras. But theoretically, if I did a zigzag like that, there would be a theoretical path I could get in. It's never going to happen, because you're never going to be able to know that exact path. But uh, also, that takes a little bit of, you know, brains to do that. Okay, fine. But let's assume I don't have that. So then, what is... What's my hetter now? It's psychrishif. Okay, so, so, so it's... it's uh, normally we don't take on is, is motto. So the simplest answer to that is, well, there's no real cases going on because uh, you, you work in computers, things like that, right? You, we all know, right? There's nothing actually of substance on the screen. Right? For anyone who's in the know, e-readers are becoming, uh, I don't know if they will ever come to that with these sort of things, but they are a little bit more complicated because there, there is something on the screen. But, well, arguably. But here, there's that, nothing that, on the that screen. works for letters, but maybe not for pictures. No, pictures as well, same thing. same thing. There's nothing of substance there. And on the contrary, it's being, it's being renewed 25 times a second or thereabouts, right? So, the only, the only thing is that, and there are posts can be saved based on that, that's it, finished. Nothing more to worry about. Right? Moshe Sternberg's got a, got a shiver for in people in South Africa. I mean, now it's become even more normal here, but at that time it's because of security. So everyone had these private cameras. So when you come to the door... You want to be on camera because otherwise they won't let you in. So now what? So he said, well, you, you, I think it's the Bessela Chochma as well, right? the Bessela Chochma or Bessela Stern, a big place like in, in Australia. I think he was the one who supported this, is the idea, that's not crazy because there's nothing there. So it's not even a Malachat Rabban, finished. Right? So the only thing is, many postgames are not happy with that because they say, stop being so scientific about it. And I think we have had that actually arise that we don't get, both Rukul and Mechon, we don't get too scientific about these things. If you didn't know how a computer screen works, if you didn't know how a screen works, you'd say there is something on the, it may not be a Doraisa, or a Darabon, and it could be a Tiz. Okay? So, because, again, if you say there's nothing on the screen, there's nothing to talk about, then it's perfectly important. But that, that is definitely a possibility. Um, but, hold on a second, if it's only Darabon, then we've got Psikresha, Dolo Nikhale, 
in a drabona. Well, there's already those who are matter that anyway. Right? There are these. There's the possibility it's kalachiyat, etc., etc. But this is the, 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 the point we want over here, though. And that is that our post can be say, you know what? It doesn't really make a difference. And that is, you know why? Because I'm minding my own business. This is what I know Rabbi Khan relies on, because this is what he's heard from Rubinus and Karens. Is that I'm simply involved in my own world, walking around, minding my own business. So you've somebody set up cameras which are taking pictures of me on Shabbos? That's not, nothing to do with me. We don't even call that psikrish, because it's got no yachas, it's got no connection to my action. You can't even say that it's my action of walking that's taking the picture. It's, got, it's just me'ilah. Right? The way I've seen it, elsewhere I've seen it, the moshe they give is, can you imagine it? I mean, it's got, it'll, it won't be long. You'll be walking out on Shabbos, and there's satellites in space which are taking real-time pictures. Are you going to say, I can't walk out on Shabbos? I mean, it's ridiculous. You Obviously, you can't say that. Well, it's, not, it's got no connection to me. Is that what the Ritzvah means over here? Like, a bit like Dr. Friar said, the only question is, what, it's, t- it's really stretching it a little bit, because say that's may love, not quite the same. But in other words, I'm simply involved in one thing and one thing only, and that is pulling up the, this bone or whatever it is. What happens may love, I'm not interested in it, and it's, it's, a, it's a, just something which happens, sort of, so to speak, happens simultaneously. I mean, it's difficult, because I might say it is caused by me putting my fingers down there, he says, that's not a we don't have to worry about that. Even if it, you want to consider that inevitable, it doesn't bother me. Now the only thing is, the only thing is, to carry that over to the case of the cameras, you may say, hold on a second, we can't do it, even if that is the shot, we can't do it more than the actual case over here. Okay, no problem. No problem. So if you had a situation where the cameras were set up in such a way that theoretically I could walk in and avoid the cameras, but it's never going to happen. But I could theoretically do it. Well then, I'll ask, it's going to be the same as over here, which is, yeah, the vast majority of times you're going to come up on camera. That's psikrasia according to what we've said. Right? Because the only reason that it's not all the time is because, yeah, because you're taking a different route. But since the majority of times you do have to, most people just take a straight route, and in that route it's inevitable you'll come up, well that's psikrasia. Aha! But to that I can then say... We pass on Rosh is definitely we're against Rav Nathan. There's no doubt about it. We would, if it's just the two of them. Let's pass on. Call it creation. I couldn't care less. Because I'm minding my own business. I just want to get into the shul. So somebody sell up cameras taking pictures of what's going on in the world? That's nothing to do with me. That's me love. It's true that, well, it's when you walk in there that the picture comes up on the screen. But that's me love. From my perspective, that's me love. It's so disconnected with what I'm involved in and obviously you'll have to, it's very difficult to draw the line. And one has to be very, very careful because you can, if, you, if that, that's what you're going to be relying upon, you obviously have to take each case and judge it on its own merits. When does it become, no, that's really too connected to my action. And when is it disconnected enough? That's always going to be the question. But if I've got that sort of situation, going to be, this may be a possible, if that's shot from the Ritzvah, that would definitely be a possible support for this, for this episode of when it's considered to be me'ilov. Is, is, is this me'ilov really <coughs> um, uh, very much like the concept of gromo? To a certain extent, yeah. But the only problem is here, you, here, here it's not gromo. It's, it's, it, it's a similar sort of idea. It's pulling out the bone or the flap. Correct. But that the, is causing the Yeah, but it's garmi. But it's garmi. Of, of the, yeah, but it's, it's the, not gromo. It's not gromo because it's too direct. That's, it's a similar idea. Yeah, there's, there's a, there is definitely a, 
You could also say it's similar to Misasik as well. There are definite, you know, uh, sort of overlaps. Yeah, it's possible. Fine. Let's just move on. I wanted to just bring out one, one last year save now. And that is, if you remember when we discussed when taking out a splinter on Shabbos, so we said it's better it's not to take out a splinter on Shabbos. But what if it's going to cause bleeding? So we said, also, clear, that's the Gemara, it's not, it's not a problem. <clears throat> is that Mutter, even if it's 100% secretion? Or is it as long as it's not secretion? So the Morgan Abraham Paskins, no, it's only if it's not secretion. If it's secretion, you can't do it. But the Bi'ar Lachon does quote a Chemed Moshe, and in one place he quotes the Morgan Abraham. Clear, right? So you wouldn't be able to do it. However, in another place, which is I think actually here with the taking out of the splinter, so there he makes mention of the fact that if it's, if it is not, even if it's inevitable, it is mutter. <clears throat> the question, do you remember where that, uh, hold on one second. Where are we? Let's try that. Oops. Um, there was, yeah, this Chemed Moshe. Oh, is this it? Yeah. So he brings here, and the Mashmos of the Bialof, this is in Shin Ches. If you're Dalif, it sounds, he says, the Dada, Mogin Avrom, he writes in Shin Chafches. No, you've got to be careful, you don't, you, you don't uh, make it inevitable, you bring out blood, right? So, he says, but the Chemed Moshe argues, he says it's Mutter, because it's Mokon Tsar, the Rabbonim will not Goza in such a case. They won't Goza. And he says, the Chemed Moshe, the Sevat Rum, the Chemed Moshe, the Chemed Moshe, the Sevat Rum is like that. It sounds a little like the Bialof was going towards that. Okay, they ask it as, what exactly is his Shitta? Now, I want to know, what do you reckon? Let's read on a little bit in the Ritzvah, and you tell me, is there any ride from this? From where we were up to, line begins with the Lamechash. It's just one or two more lines and that's all we're going to be taking from this. For Rav Sheshes Hevi Raya. Yeah? And in fact, before we do that, if you want, the Chemin Moshe, by the way, is that last Marim Mokim there, right? He writes there, I'll just read it to you. Can you see it on the, the last Marim Mokim on the page on the left? Okay, just the end of the first line. Even if it's Psikresha, nearly, I think, there's no Chashash Isu. Shari Mekalko Bachaburo. Came under Potter, because we pass in the Mekalka Bachavura is Potter. Ah, so there you go, Mekalka Bachavura is an Isidur Abonon. So I take back what I said earlier, that's another reason why drawing blood is definitely Isidur Abonon. Okay, there you go, we pass in it's Potter. Even if you went with the Rambam, the Melochshin is is an Isidur Raisa, drawing blood is an Isidur Raisa, but Potter was there, it's Potter with this, because it's Mekalka. It's damaging. Right? Bifrat, especially if you are placing the Potter, Melochshin is Potter. Now, on top of that, the pastor says, we pass Melochshin Tzrich HaLagufa is Potter. It's an Isidur Abonam. So it's Melochshin Tzrich HaLagufa, it's Mekalkel. Okay, next. Vim calls there Midr Abonam also. Okay, it's still also Midr Abonam though. Mekal Mokham, nevertheless, Mokham Tzar, Tzar I don't think where there's Tzar involved, and having a splinter there can be rather painful. Um, so Mokham Tzar, they won't go there. Vayin Reish Perikach, Anech Nokin, Ova Shabbos Perik Oireg, etc, etc. And then he writes, Upshita, and it's obvious, uh, if you could take out the splinter, but 
if you take it out without making a, a bruise for Adam Yitzhi and the blood comes out to mutter, those are done, mifkad pocket, chozebor. In other words, if it's just blood which is trapped under the skin and that's all you're releasing, that's definitely, is, is no is, so what's, that's definitely fine. I was about to ask you, is the, is the issa of drawing blood the piercing of the blood vessel or allowing the, or allowing the blood out? Because you've when got, you're, 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 it in, that's when correct. the the blood vessel is burst. Oh, so that's, Whereas it's like correct, a stopper. Correct. You're just releasing now, the stopper. Oh, so you asked a very good question. The, the answer to that is, strictly speaking, the issa of drawing blood is only when it's actually what's called um, when it is actually it's in the flesh, right? Not when it's mifkal pocket, it's just like sort of trapped there, yeah? So in which case he's saying that if you all you're doing is just releasing that blood, it's perfectly fine. The, the issue is going to be, but often when you put the, 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 uh, the needle in, you're going to end up you know, playing around and you're going to end up bursting another capillary along the way. It's an interesting point, I'll tell you why, because strictly speaking, if you get a little sort of too, too medical about it, all blood... It's not really in the flesh. What do you mean it's in the flesh? It's travelling through tiny little pipes called capillaries or veins, I mean, if it's slightly bigger. So they're all, in that sense, in the pocket. I say that because when it comes to, uh, when it comes to um, intravenous, so there, there's a problem on Shabbos. When you're talking about intramuscular and the other types, you know, injections, no problem. Because even, even if it does, if it's a uh, secretion going to draw blood, but that's, that is... Um, Sorry, that's sorry, that's low nichole. I'm not interested in it. With the intravenous, the whole issue is that there they are because you have to most most unless they're very expert, they have to do it to check they've got the right place. That's nichole. That's the whole argument. There are ways to get around it. It's not nichole. Fine, etc. But there is there is going all the way back. They wanted to say that it's not mifkar pocket because you're you're taking it out of the vein. But the, the, the argument to that is, well, all blood is like that. It's all travelling through. What do you call Mithka Pocket and what, what or not? But I just want to finish this, this one Nakuda. If you look at the, the Ritzvah, the so Ritzvah says now, on the line where it starts, Lamechash, He brings a Raya that's muttered to move this, this bone or whatever it is back into position, even though you're going to cause bloods to come out. From that which we learned in the Mishnah, you're allowed to move the sewing needle to take out the, the, the splinter. And even though you're going to produce blood, we don't care. Since that's not my intention, there's no difference. Now hold on a second. I'm running out of time, so I'll, just get, I'll, I'll sort of help it along here. Are we talking about secretion or are we not talking about secretion? What would you say? Sounds like it's persecution, because that's the whole that's the whole sukya. We said since the majority of times, okay, we had difficulty understanding why that's persecution, so we gave a beer. But that's persecution. Whatever whatever you however you understand it, Rav Nachman said, and from the, the run of the Ritva, it doesn't seem at any point anyone's argued with that. For whatever reason reason Rav Nachman holds, when you put your fingers down and you pull that thing back, it's going to cause bleeding the majority of times. He says that's persecution. For whatever reason it's persecution. So Rav Shisha said to that, no, nah, he says, since that happens, it's, it's Melo, whatever Peshat that is, we've suggested Peshat, it's not, not a problem. He then goes, now if you, if you understand that Kapashto say, the Pashto says he's not debating, he's not arguing with whether that's Psycratia or not. He says, I think we just don't care about it. Says Rav Shisha, and I'll prove it to you, I'm going to find you the parallel case. What's that case? Where you take out the needle. Well, it's the same thing. You pull the bone back in, I take the splinter out. When you pull the bone up, it's going to cause bleeding. Apparently that's secretion, but it's may love, I don't care. Here as well, what's my right? You take out the splinter, it's going to cause bleeding. 
it's secretion. I don't care because I'm not. I'm not. All I'm doing is I'm taking out the splinter. But if it causes bleeding, again, it's difficult because this time I'm actually probably piercing it. It's a bit. It's not really a reflux or something like that this time. But he says I don't care. That's something which is sort of so apparently disconnected from my action. He wants to say it's a bit more difficult to understand why. It's mutter. It sounds like he's saying even if it's secretion. It sounds like a bit of a riot to the Chamed Moshe. Okay? Um, you, can have, you can have a think about that, but I, I'm just seeing if, uh, yeah, if, 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 you look, if you look at Omar Avsheshes in the Chidushi Aran, he says a little bit more. Omar Avsheshes, Min Amin Allah, V'chudu, Miyuchos Melaranda, yeah? The third paragraph. Little boy is Hakoit, Pirish, Ve'alva Bisham Hitzidam, even though it produces blood, right? Now he doesn't, he says, Loyat Paslon, now he doesn't say because I'm not interested in it, it's Tavash is coming. He doesn't say that. He's not drawing blood, he's not making a bruise with his hands. By taking out the thorn, it brings out the blood. It's a mehilov. He's drawing out the blood. He doesn't need it. Right? It sounds like it's a water, even though it's inevitable. He doesn't seem to be saying it's not inevitable, never stop, shame is coming. He didn't say that. He says, since I'm just involved in taking out the coats, yeah, and what happens besides that is, yeah, he's not considered to be making it. Sounds like it's not a problem. And I say, you could probably, I mean, it's not an absolute riot. It's just a question of the mashmoz of it from the beginning to end. It doesn't seem at any point we've changed from it being psik racial under whatever heading of psik racial that comes under. It seems to be more Rav Sheshis is objecting on the grounds that it could be, you could consider that to be inevitable, but it's still not an Isser of secretion. And if that's the case, <coughs> we'd have a ride to the Chemed Moshe, one, and number two, we may have a Gavaldiga Yisoyed in secretion that where it's considered to be Me'ilov, whatever it's considered Me'ilov, is not an Isser on Shabbos. There's plenty of food for thought there. I'll leave you to think about it, and Bez Hashem will move on to the next video next week. Thank you.